All right. Well, uh, I'm excited about today. I don't know about you. <laughs> I don't know what to expect, but. Yeah. Well, I've wanted to do this for a while. I like looking at you. And in this format, you have to talk to me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, we, we talk. We have good communication. But I wanted to chat with you a little bit and learn more about you and what makes you tick and uh, where you want to go in life and learn about your past and your present and <laughs> all of it. So okay. <clears throat> what, um, what are you passionate about? <laughs> Except for me. <laughs> all right. Um, so I think that I am passionate about like bringing others joy and I just I get so much joy from watching other people happy and when I can have something to do with that happiness it just like lights me up but I love it and so I found that with like wedding videography that I've started doing it's just like so valuable it's something that is it brings a lot of joy to watch your wedding day and, and, and watch it in a beautiful way. So I love that. Um, I love business because we can be a part of bringing value and joy to so many people. Um, and so owning like the rock climbing gym, when people come rock climbing and they love it and they find a community there that has their back and they find friends or um, we've had people you know, come on their first date and then getting married. And, and we have like a small part of that. And I just, it just brings me joy. So, yeah. And so does it really matter to you what the business is? Um, <clears throat> not necessarily because like, like with rock climbing, I love rock climbing. It's a great sport, but I don't do it much yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that's okay. I, cause I've, it's, it's the people. Um, I think whatever business we're doing is, as long as it's involving adding value to people, then it, I like it. it makes yeah. me happy. When, when did you first become aware that you just like to make other people happy? I think it's like in my nature, but hmm, I don't know if I can really set a. a time or experience I think it's been gradual throughout my life but more recently I've like labeled myself like okay my family I am the peacemaker yeah that's and in life like I'm just a peacemaker in general um and then being in different business situations I found out like hey I'm actually really good at this yeah and and I don't mind doing it I'm I'm good at it and I, yeah so any like customer service stuff that comes up that needs resolved like I'm usually the one that ends up doing that yeah you, you are really good with people and <clears throat> resolving conflict. I would agree. And so being the peacemaker and focusing on other people's happiness and prosperity, do you feel like you neglect your own? Sometimes. Um, and that's like a weird feeling for me. I don't like it because I don't yeah. know like what to do when I feel that way and I've been <clears throat> more recently I've seen that in our son Luke and that like birthday presents or anything if he gets a gift card he's like wants to give it to his brothers or give it away because you know I, I get it it makes him happy to see yeah. other people happy but then sometimes he he kind of breaks down and he's like 
yeah, just is not okay. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's you give, 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 and you don't realize that it's too much until it actually is too much. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that, I mean, it's got to be some nature. It's got to be some nurture. You know, it's obviously in his nature because it's in your nature. But I, I think I'm kind of the same. Like, I yeah. like to give. Yes. Um, <clears throat> I, I like to receive, but I also like to give. So it's probably love language type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think that I've been pretty decent at making sure I don't ever push myself to that point by doing the yeah. things that I love as well. Um, like, you know, wedding videography is a creative outlet for me that I just love. I like get in this little zone and it just makes me happy. Yeah, it's really cute. <laughs> like it, it really is. It's, it's cool. Even sometimes you're like, is it okay if you go to bed without me? Because I'm going to just stay up. Like you're in the zone. I'm going to stay up. And then cool. the next morning you're like, hey, look at this great video. Yeah. <laughs> and it is, it's impressive. It's really cool that you can take all of these raw moments and turn them into just this beautiful 10 minute creation. <laughs> well, thank you. It's really cool. Um, something else that I've found that just like brings me a lot of joy and like kind of lights me up is traveling. Yeah. Like when we first started <laughs> really traveling back in I don't know, what was that, like 2017? Yeah, what 16? was the first year that we went to Haiti? 16 or 17? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, and just experiencing a completely different culture and getting immersed in the culture for a little while. And um, after that, we were we were hooked. Like yeah. We were like, let's, let's go, let's do everything. Yeah. And I still I get that, that drive and that urge to like just go travel, and I love it. it. Humans are so cool. Yeah. Like the world is such a great place. And we get we get caught up in, you know, work and family and all this stuff. So we're just, you know, kind of stuck in southeast Idaho until you leave it. And then you're like, the world is amazing. But also with southeast Idaho too, like we've started going on little Idaho adventure vacations yeah. with our family. And there's so much here. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is the more that we travel, the more we love here. Yes. Because <laughs> we want to come back home. Yeah. This is definitely where we want to live. Yeah. And there's there's so many like the hot springs around here. Like I love those. I love any hikes that we do around here, which I'd like to do more of. Yeah. Um, yeah I love our, our local area as well. So you mentioned the first uh, time that we went to Haiti. What uh, What was that all about? So um, we went on a medical mission to help the people in Haiti and you were paramedic and I was just like support staff, <laughs> but um, we went with a group of people <clears throat> called the Flourish Collective and um, yeah, it was awesome. We went and uh, set up medical clinics and people came through and they were able to get some of the help they needed and um and it, like, I'm sure, I mean, we helped some individuals. We didn't really make a dent in the big In the massive, overall culture of it. Yeah, yeah, but to some individuals who needed something right then and there, like, we helped them. But more than anything, I think it helped us. Yeah. We came back into the United States, and our just whole perspective on everything changed. I, I kind of, our, our culture is kind of cold. Yeah. Like, it's not a very 
warm, fuzzy, nice culture. People don't want to touch each other. They don't want to like, they want their space. And in Haiti, everyone's hugging and just so thankful for you. And, and just like, um, praise God, <laughs> you yeah. know, very, um, just yeah, their such, church services were awesome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so just such grateful people. And so when I came back, I was like, man, I want to spread more of that. I want to make a little bit of a difference here in our culture and, and just be more loving and accepting and caring. And uh, yeah, it just, it pushed me to want to be more that way. That's cool. Yeah. It is interesting, like learning more about humanity and, and just people and cultures. And I think for the most part, people are good. Yes. You know, we get caught up in, you know, we're the United States and they're Canada or, you know, <laughs> they're France or whatever, but the French are awesome. The Canadians are great. You know, <laughs> the governments <laughs> might be a little bit different, but um, people are just so good. Well, and what it is, it's the in- individual. Yeah. You know, sometimes you'll see an individual and assume a lot about them, but in their minds, everything they do most people are doing it because they feel like that's the right thing to do. Yeah. Whether we feel the same or not, everyone justifies what they're doing in their own mind to make themselves feel better. So if you can see people <laughs> a little bit from that perspective, it'll help you to be more loving in general and accepting of everyone and, and the path that they're on. Yeah. Ego and pettiness. <sighs> it, it's, it's easy to get caught up in. It's easy to to be, you know, hey, I'm the victim here. But when you start to look at the big, broad strokes across the world, <clears throat> we're we're not victims. No. Nope. And that's a sad, hard way to go through life. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, I think most people do. Uh, yeah. And it just makes me feel bad if, you know, if people are like blaming all of their external circumstances on how they're feeling. It's just... It's hard because you're not going to find true happiness yeah. if you're blaming constantly and don't take responsibility. And yeah, taking that. responsibility, 100% responsibility for everything that happens. Yep. That's... Even if it is like something that really wasn't your fault, <laughs> you know, yeah. still take as much responsibility as you can and own up to as much as you can and it'll help you to recover faster and to find happiness. Yeah. Well... It, if we're not taking responsibility, what's the alternative? Just feeling sorry for yourself? Yeah, and life just happens to me, and I'm, in, I'm not in control. Yeah. So by taking responsibility, whether, like you said, whether it's completely my fault or not, I'm going to take <clears throat> as much responsibility as possible because then I can be in control of my life. Yeah, it's a good way to look at it. So first Haiti trip... There was a second Haiti trip. Yeah. Yeah. We were like, we were hooked. We were yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. um, we uh, went back again. And this went, time we went to the islands. Ilavash. Yeah. Yeah. All around Haiti and traveled on boats to get to different tiny remote islands I didn't know existed. Like that people would actually live on an island that you could, like the size of a football field. Yeah. Like that's the thing is if someone hears an island, they're, they're thinking... Yeah. A big island. Well, because Haiti is an island. Yeah. But... <laughs> it's, and it's multiple islands. But when Kira says the size of a football field, she's not kidding. And it is north to south, east to west houses. Mm-hmm. Like little 
huts. And his, we his house isn't even the right. That were like ladies that were like eighty years old and like, yep, I've lived here my whole life. Yep. Like, holy. On a football field. Yeah, and they're they're fishermen and. Um, the women called themselves salespersons. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> business ladies. Business ladies. Yep. Yeah, because they the men would fish and the women would sell the fish. Yeah, I love yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, and it was so cool to see. You know, they'd go. Well, we would have some amazing pictures because we brought a drone. Yeah. And um, you could see the fishing nets and the lines. And then when they would get the fish back, they would dry them out. You mm-hmm. know, if they were the smaller fish that they're going to use in like soups and stuff, yeah. they would dry them out on the beach. Just so cool. Yeah, <clears throat> dang, I want to go back. <laughs> yeah. I want to bring our kids to experience some of this stuff, too. Yeah. But, yeah, so I feel like we're still pretty young. I mean, we're 30s, Yeah. Um, early, mid-30s, and I just, I love that we've just, we've done a lot of different things, and it's made me a very well-rounded person. Um, I remember in junior high, I had a class, and... It was kind of like a self-development class. It was kind of cool. Um, Is that the one with Mr. Ricks? Mr. Ricks and Laren Shout out to Trevin. And Laren. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and um, in it was kind of just like asking, like, what do you want to do and be when you grow up? And I didn't have anything specific, but I, I remember writing down, like, I want to be a very well-rounded person. And... It's cool because I, I feel like that has... You're there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I'm not the best in everything that I do. Are you saying you take responsibility? <laughs> <laughs> so you're in control. I love it. So <clears throat> I... Anyway, I am not the best at anything, but I'm pretty decent at a lot of things, which I would prefer. Oh, yeah. And... um Anyway, that was cool for me to kind of get to the point where I'm like, okay, yeah, I think I'm pretty good at a lot of things. Yeah. yeah. I even know how to drive a bus and p- parallel park a bus. Yeah. I got pretty Life good Life goal. That. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really, how many people can uh, say that they've parallel parked a bus? When I'm good at it. A really long <laughs> bus. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's cool. And I, um, yeah, it's been a fun journey that is still i feel like we're I, I feel like we're still at the beginning yeah like there's some something big that's going to happen in our lives and it hasn't happened yet that's exciting yeah <laughs> hold on to your seats hold on to your hats <laughs> or uh jurassic park hold on to your butts <laughs> yeah <clears throat> yeah so i'm i'm excited i've got high hopes for our future yeah so you're a mother of three yes three Little boys. Um, yep, Lincoln's 12, Luke is 10, and Heber is 6, almost 7. He's a superhero today. Yep, <laughs> yep, today's superhero day at school. So I, he's his jam. Captain America? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yep. Um, yeah, I knew I always wanted to be a mother. Like, that was um, definitely a big goal of mine. And, um, yeah, and I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed every phase of their lives. I do get a little sad sometimes when I think about Heber. Yeah. The other, the other night you were, you were pretty sad. You were like, wait, he's (laughs) gone in 10 years. (laughs) Well, he'll be like 17 in 10 years. And then, and then after, I don't know, it's just weird. Like they bring me so much joy and they give me such purpose too, you know, in everyday life and, 
they're the reason for so many things and I don't know it yeah I think I think most moms experience that where you know like just oh they're not gonna need me anymore or you know but like I'm not worried about it I just I just want to have any regrets yeah well you don't want them to be gone and then just have to deal with me the whole time Uh, there's nothing to do with it um it's it is interesting because as a mom and you know duties can be delegated and broken up with a spouse however those spouses deem you know things are broken up but at least in how we've done it you know I help here and there and how I can but like really those kids wouldn't live without you (laughs) Um, you kind of do everything but as they get a little bit older that's where I'm like oh Luke's old enough to go sit in a tree stand and go elk hunt you know, like Lincoln's old enough to go dirt bike riding. Well, we could go to Texas and shoot an Axis deer. Like, I'm more excited about them being older. Yeah. <laughs> you know, now, like, you know, yesterday I hung out with Luke and it was like kind of hung out with a friend the whole time. Yeah. Whereas before it's just babysitting and keeping him happy. And now it's like, you know, he's telling you stories about school and, you know, telling him, telling me fears about bears. And <laughs> then he holds my hand. So he's still like young enough to. Yeah to be like, you know, hey, I uh, feel pretty vulnerable right now with these grizzly bears out here, so let me hold your hand, Dad. Well, and stuff like that, I just love it. I love when they spend time with you experiencing the world. You know, they're, that's a that might be like a core memory that he's going to hold on to. Like, I, you know, I spent this evening with my dad in the forest and, you know, just we didn't we didn't catch a or we didn't shoot. C- catch an elk. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't shoot an elk or anything, but you know, it's just life experiences are so important. Yeah. It's and fun. He just the whole time he's like, I think we're going to get one. Oh. I'm like, I don't think we are, buddy, but, but it's good. Well, and then, um, you know, a little off topic. It's nice that you care so much about it because I know that if I want to get laid, I just need to oh hang out with gosh. our kids. <laughs> okay. Like, how do, I, how do I get laid tonight? I just need to look like a good dad for a little while. You are a good dad. <laughs> Stop <laughs> Um, it's been really fun to watch you in your, your business journey. Cause you probably didn't think growing up, like I'm just going to own a bunch of businesses and add value to the world in that regard. You probably always knew that you would add value, but you didn't verbalize it like that. Cause we're not taught that we're taught go to high school, go to college, get a job, contribute to 401k, become a mom. It's all good. Yeah. Um, what, it didn't take me long to discover how much I love business. Um, so I met Tyler, um, very young. I had just graduated high school in May. (laughs) We met in July. And as soon as I met him, he was like, so yeah, this Tyler here (laughs) was very like, um, just wanted to start a business. He didn't know what it was. He had all sorts of ideas, but he was going to start a business. And that was really exciting to me. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. And, and I, there wasn't a part of me that wanted to stop him or that wanted to question him in any way. I know a lot of people like, like when he started the rock gym, people like, I didn't think it was going to work. Like we thought you were a little bit crazy for doing it. Um, and the whole time I was right there next to him, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is awesome. Um, Rock Gym opened in November, so we had 
July, August, September. Yeah, like four months. Um, of so doing opened each. a business together <laughs> while we were dating. Yes. And I loved it. Yeah. And I just, yeah, I, don't, I just ate it up. I just wanted more of that. And I loved the experience. And I loved um, helping come up with the systems for things. And um, it was just so fun. Um, and then we got married in February. And and after a couple years of marriage, I mean, that's what we did. Every single night we went to the gym and we worked at the rock wall. And a lot of times, too, we'd hang out there till like midnight just chatting with yeah. people. And we got to know a lot of cool people. <clears throat> and I used to wonder, like, huh, I wonder what normal married couples do in the evenings. Like, this is our life. Yeah. And yeah, we missed a lot of family things. We missed a lot of birthdays. Yeah. Just we didn't have anyone to work it. We were, we were it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is funny to think about now. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah, it really does. Um, but that was so good for us and we grew so much. And when we got married too, we got an apartment managing position. So yeah. I was younger than, I think both of us were younger than most of the men that we were at that complex that, anyway, that lived at that complex. And it was cool to be the youngest and still be in that leadership position. So it really, it made us grow up very fast. Yeah. And it, and I don't regret any of it either. Yeah. It was what we needed. So yeah, it's been a good journey. Yeah, I agree. And there's, yeah, still lots to go. Um, not to jump back to this, but so after Haiti, um, what made you want to continue to travel? Just that inside urge <laughs> to like just go and experience the world every time we went somewhere I just loved it so much and I felt so alive and so I think I you know I searched for that that feeling occasionally you know like I just want to feel alive and and traveling and experiencing the world does that for me yeah uh what was your what's the your favorite vacation which is going to be tough because they all have their ups and downs. Yeah. Um, well, and so Tyler and I, we didn't start traveling in our marriage until we had been married like eight years. Ten years? Yeah. Probably yeah. ten. Wow. Yeah. Nine or ten so years. So we kind of just grinded for a long time. And, grinded? Um, grinded. No, like. like yes. <laughs> Sorry, my mind's in another place on this podcast. Um, I'm going to be gone for a few days. I keep thinking about you. Um, what is the right Yeah, we did. We were in the grind. Yeah. <laughs> we were. We were grinding. Um, we were in the grind, just in the trenches. Yes. Um, and anyway, so we talk about traveling now, but. But man, we have not been doing that our whole marriage. Yeah. Um, so now we're, we're catching up for lost time. But um, I think my favorite, we've talked about this too. Um, so after Haiti, the next trip that we did was Nicaragua. Yeah. And, um, and it was just cool. It was a surfing vacation. Um, we stayed at this little family-owned kind of resort. And... It, we got to know the whole group of people that were there. We got to know the owners of that resort and yeah. really cool place. Yeah. And it was just, it wasn't commercial in any way. And mm -hmm. that's, I think what I loved about it. Um, we got to go surfing every day. We went to some yoga classes there. Um, and we did some random adventure things like 
volcano boarding. Yeah, I mean, who who's hiked a volcano and then gotten on a sheet of plywood and <laughs> rode it to the bottom? Like sixty miles an hour yeah. going down. Yeah, I broke my broke my camera doing it because yeah. it was going so fast. And we all got scraped up too. Oh yeah, like, nobody went down without getting some sort of injury. Only in a third world country awesome. can you That's hike to the top of a volcano. And it's hot. Yeah, like, like an like, active volcano. Yeah, if you dug down like two inches, it was too hot to keep your hands on. If yeah. you stood in the same spot too long, it was too hot to stand there. Yeah. All right, put on your jumpsuit and let's <laughs> ride a piece of plywood to the bottom. You put on these big, thick, orange jumpsuits. We looked like prisoners. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, stuff like that. It, you know, when it's a little bit scary, it also makes me feel alive. Oh, yeah. Just, like, I love it. Yeah, like, if I broke my back... In Costa Rica, what would happen right now? I don't care. <laughs> At least Just you were go. doing something cool. Yep. Our kids will be taken care of. We're At least good. you were living. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. Um, and then recently, um, you've gotten your pilot's license, and that opened up a whole nother world, which I love. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we last year we we just randomly we flew to Utah and we um, got a uber over to the flow rider and we did the indoor surfing and then we went and got pizza with the kids and then we got ice cream and and we just lived we were just in the moment and just figuring it out as we went and that was that was so fun for me that's one that i kind of craved to go back and do again yeah because it's just memories yeah and i know memories are as you get older and memories are important that kind of builds you to who you are and so I I want to give our kids that I feel like my parents did a really good job my dad was all about the memories and the experiences and and he put so much of his time into creating that for us and my mom too um so we we went camping and then my great aunt owns a, a little beach house in Mexico and we would drive a vehicle with six kids for two days to Mexico and we would spend um, like a week and a half or a couple weeks there and it just it's just such good quality time the memories that we built together as a family um, I feel like it really helped connect us to where as adults now we're able to go through hard things together and communicate and support each other and know that we want the best for each other. So no matter what hard things happen, it's okay because we want the best for each other and we're going to take care of each other. Um, I always, I feel like I can take a little bit more on in life because I've got people that have my back and if things get too hard, it's going to be okay because someone's there to help. And I just, so so grateful for that it's really cool to have that support system you know <clears throat> met some people recently that uh are are addicts whether that's alcohol or um opiates sedatives whatever it is and uh one thing that many of them don't have is a support system yeah that would you know, be so hard you'll be in a, a group session or something and they'll be like all right so what's your support and they're like i I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't have that. All of my friends did heroin, and now I don't do heroin, so I don't have any friends, you know, and my family disowned me 10 years ago. Like, it's, it's, we are very, very lucky and blessed to have the support system that we do. Yeah. But 
you know, just throwing advice out there to people. Like I've lived a, a very blessed life, so it, maybe it's more easy for me. Maybe I'm, I'm privileged in that way. But um, by taking responsibility, like Kira said, it is your fault that you are an addict. It is your fault that you've gotten addicted to heroin or Ambien or, or opiates or whatever it is. It is your fault. Now, fix it. Get a support system. Uh, find some friends. Find some family. Reach out. Yeah. Get some you help. You are in control. You are in control. Yeah. And it's freaking hard. Yeah. It is insanely hard. But the harder it is, the more you're going to grow and the more you're going to have a, a better ability in the future to help others. Yeah. It's very valuable. Going through hard times is extremely valuable. It's extremely important for our future. We have to have that. It, like, but, uh, but hard times suck. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just, I don't know, maybe that's something that I, I think I might feel stronger than others. When ha there's hard times happening, I have this, like, inner feeling like this is good. This is building you into who you need to be. You've got big things you have to do and this is a part of it. You've got to go through this. Um, that's something that has helped me get through all the hard times that we've had in our lives. And I don't know, I'm just very grateful for that because yeah. it would be really hard to not have that, you know, to feel lost and, and to always be asking why me, why me? And this sucks. And, you know, yeah, it, it's an easy trap to yeah. fall into. Yeah. Because yeah, why, why me or why not me? Exactly. That's the thing is it's just, <clears throat> if you have your mentality of if things are happening to me, I'm learning and growing from them. It's just a mindset shift. It's just, why is this happening to me? Like, wow, this gets to happen to me. You yeah. know? <laughs> um, it, it's, not to go all uh, scriptural here, but um, Nephi says, having seen many afflictions in my day, I'm highly favored of the Lord. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wait a second. What did you just say? Yep. Having many afflictions, you're highly favored? But yeah. How many saints, like Catholic church saints, just had this perfect life? None. Yeah. They were all like screw-ups. Yeah. They all messed up or had horrible things happen to them and they overcame all of them. Now they're a saint. And now because of that, they're able to help other people. Yeah. Yeah. It's Jesus didn't have a very simple life. No, it was really hard. Um, yeah. And I, I think just about Jesus's life occasionally. And when we get caught up in, in different things like our culture or, you know, it really, it helps to take a step back and like, well, what did, what did Jesus teach? What yeah. was his life like? Yeah. Um, he hung out with the people that were shunned by society. And the church-going people in those days were the bad people that were judging others and putting others down and trying to make themselves seem better than everyone else, which is the worst. <laughs> History repeats itself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, okay, going back, something that just popped in my head a little while ago when you were talking was um, the words, because I have been given much, I too must give. Yeah. Like there's a, a song that, you know, that's the title and it's kind of the whole message of the song. And, and I think about that a lot because we have been given much in our life 
we have we've got to give. Yeah. We must give. Um, yeah. And we have that drive, both of us. Yeah. Such a strong drive to give. Even taking <clears throat> like church church songs out of it, there is some law irrevocably written in the heavens where if you give, you receive. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't it doesn't mean if you give ten dollars you get eleven dollars back. You give ten dollars and somehow in equal or greater proportion you get a blessing back. It's yeah. just how it is. Yeah. I don't know how, I don't know why, but uh you get in a hard time, go give. Yeah. Doesn't have to be money, it could be your time, it could be your advice, it could be your support, it could be anything. Just give. Yeah, that's awesome. Um I you know do a podcast with uh Matt Bitter and he's said before he's like we've been in some financial difficulties and we ask each other so him and his wife what do we need to do to get out of this and then they find someone and donate money to him like wait how does that make any sense you would be in financial trouble and then you're trying to give money away to somebody else and it's always helped them work it out or my dad um great lesson as far as tithing goes he had a bishop once that was like hey um you guys aren't full tithe payers and he goes, well, honestly, Bishop, I can't afford to pay tithing. And the bishop's like, well, how about this? You pay tithing first, and anything else that you can't pay, I will pay for you. And that's when they became full tithe payers and never had to use money from the bishop. Because there's just some law. Yeah. Well, okay, so tithing is a thing that in our church we do. We give 10% of our increase of the money that we have, the money that we get to the Lord. We, you know, we give it back in tithing. Um, but I was reading a, a book by Jack Canfield, who is not of our faith, but he's Christian. And, and even if he's not Christian, he, yeah. he talks about that universal law. Like, hey, if you want to be a successful person, give 10% of what you make to a church, a charity, a foundation, something that you believe in that give 10%. It doesn't even matter what. It's a good thing, but what that does for you is much more than what it's doing to the people that are getting 10% of your money. And that was just kind of a testament of of tithing. I was like, wow, yeah, like it it is, it's so good. There's things that we do that we, sometimes we don't know why we do it. Yeah, we maybe just take it for granted or we get annoyed like, oh, got to pay that yeah well but there's so many you like, get to pay that. yeah and there's just so many benefits that we don't quite understand and as you learn them it's like yeah yeah it's, it's pretty cool and it's all just such a big journey there's so much that we don't know and the more that we learn the more we learn that we don't know Mm-hmm. and that's okay i think it's yeah. okay to um say that you know, I don't know how to do this. I will figure it out as much as possible, but hey, you might be better at this than me. How about you? Like, that's something I've had to learn recently, well, in the last five years, is how to delegate. Um, Delegating is so important, especially as you start to take on more onto your plate. Like, you've got to find good people that are on your team, and, and then those people can find their good people, and you can start building up this team that you're all rising together and um you've got a common goal and and you can start creating um well jobs for people like we've been able to provide 
a living for a few people. Like most of our positions that we have are part-time, but as we grow, there's more full-time and there's, you know, more opportunities for growth. And, and I love that too. Yeah. It's been fun. And we want to see every single person that works for us become insanely successful exactly in whether that's working for us or not yeah. like you know i want working for us to be a step in their life that brings them closer to their goals yeah um, most of the staff that we get are college students so they're not going to be around for a long time and that is okay i want to be a part of their journey and i want to help them to get where they want to go um something that's kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone and really forced me to grow more too is the ice palace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talk about the ice palace. What is that? Um, so when we started the wedding venue, LaBelle Lake in 2017, the first, um, first winter we built an ice palace. So it was a lot of times it was just my dad and I out there, like just figuring it out. My dad came up with a really cool way to build with ice. And, um, so we, we just did it. We just went for it. And, um, the first year was really, really hard. Every year is hard. It's a really hard thing to be out in the cold, building with ice, and then also marketing it and sharing that experience with people. And just, we grew from the ground up. Um, we're now into our fifth year. This will be the fifth year of the Ice Palace, which is pretty cool. Um, and we will be building one in Rigby, but we'll also be moving... Um, I've got a few siblings, and we've hired an awesome lady to move to Minnesota and do an ice palace there as well. So we're now taking this small company, and we're going to try to 10x this company. We're going to try to grow it to much more than it is. And it'll be Minnesota, and then it'll be, you know, different places. And um, But part of just the growth with all of this is I'm like kind of the instigator behind a lot of the business side and I'm setting the structure and I'm setting the positions and the payroll and like just figuring it all out. And it's all just, it's a lot, you yeah. know? Um, and it's, you know, finding your people to do everything um, is so important. So anyway, I, it's been, it's been a big journey. We have a lot of goals and so I've been pretty good about every every morning and every night. Um, I lay in bed and I visualize and I say, I'm so happy and grateful that we're going to make this much money at the ice palace. Not that we're going to, that we have made. Yeah. It's I, That we have made this much at the ice palace in Minnesota and this much in Rigby. And, um, and the people are so happy and they've... And our employees, they feel like they're part of a team and they're, they're happy and they're fulfilled. And, um, and I can feel it. I can just, I can feel the joy and I, and I know it's going to happen. And, and it's been fun too, because all of my siblings are involved. There's six of us and each of us has a role and we're able to find what each person is good at and what they wanted to do and give them a position in that and it's still being developed. You know, a lot of people still have to find their niche and what they're really good at. But I just, I'm excited about the future. And I've been seeing little things happen here and there that I'm like, oh, that's an answer. Like yeah. that, that, that's falling into place. And, and your brother Brandon just connected us with someone that also might be 
might be a part. Key. It might yeah. be a key. Like, I don't know yet. Um, and it might not be, but I feel like there's more to that when we just scheduled the time to meet with this guy. And um, I just feel like there's something big there. Yeah. He's going to help teach us something about growth that we haven't figured out yet. Um, yeah. You have, a, you could call it a faith that I think a lot of people haven't discovered. And when you say, I visualize and I affirm, most people don't even know what that means. You know, most people are just living their life on autopilot. They're non-player characters just going through Earth. You have taken responsibility and you're making this happen. So you go, well, this is what I want. So I'm visualizing it. Well, what you think about, you bring about. There's there's frequencies that we don't understand that you're tapping into right now. You say 10x, it'll be 11x, it'll be 12x. Yeah. Like that's just how how you are. Um, these frequencies that we just don't understand, you know, you can bring good things about or you can bring bad things about. Like what are we focusing on? Are we focusing on that we can't pay our bills or are we focusing on that we are abundant? You, you have an abundant mentality and... I I see it and I grow and learn from it and our kids see it and they learn and grow from it and other people that are in your life like you're just a light to have in their life and it's um it's really fun to watch. Well, thank you. It's I, super sexy. <laughs> I feel like a lot of that has come from you though. Yeah, too. but this isn't a podcast about me. <laughs> it's a podcast about you. Okay, well, you've been a a big part of my self-development it's fun to be on your team <laughs> it's fun to be on your team as well because you have a lot of things that you're still going to do in life that i'm very excited about as well right back at you <laughs> i want to keep going um i love this but we have a kid who is doing the bulldog jog <laughs> and uh we need to go watch him yeah so um i'll get this uploaded let's uh <laughs> let's do a part two and um Thanks for having me. Stay sexy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks for having me. <laughs> Stop. Okay. <sorry. laughs>